Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. is a soul fire production. Hello, welcome back to Under the Influence podcast. Uh, today's solo episode is sponsored by my delicious dirty martini because it is a Tuesday and I was thinking honestly so long and hard about what I wanted to do for the solo episode. And I started thinking about a lot of these podcasts that I've been on and a lot of them asked these questions that we're really kind of probing to how did I get to where I'm at when I started at 22? And then also, how was I able to figure all of this out? And some of the things I want to talk about, I feel like on this episode more specifically, are just pieces of advice and kind of tools of the trade that I learned from either mentors or that I kind of picked up myself and like taught myself or things that just kind of helped me grow. And they've almost become second nature to me at this point. But I realized that a lot of people, especially if they're wanting to go into marketing or they're wanting to be an entrepreneur, maybe don't know these things right off the bat. So this is going to be a solo episode talking about tips and tricks of the trade of either earning business or starting your business or becoming an entrepreneur. So I want to get into it. So the first thing first, and I have this kind of rule that I use within the agency, it's called ask three before you ask me. And it sounds a little bit harsh, but what I do is I always try to encourage my team members to ask, sorry, you guys are also going to see my lovely two children in this podcast, but Rowdy and Berkeley are going to make a guest appearance. But I always try to ask my team to ask three people before they ask me. I actually got this term and this idea from when I was in cheerleading in high school and our coach used to get super frustrated when we would ask her a million questions. So she started saying, ask three before you ask me, meaning ask this question to your team members. If the first one doesn't know it, ask the second one. If the second one doesn't know it, ask the third. If the third doesn't know it, then come talk to me about it. Basically, you find out a lot of information by talking to your team and communicating. So I've kind of picked up this trick and I teach it in my agency. So that way, you know, my team is communicating with each other. They're making sure that if they don't know how to do something, they're talking to the team member before they're approaching upper management, things of that nature. This rule also applies in business. One of the biggest things that I've started noticing with a lot of younger entrepreneurs is that a lot of them ask, like, where do I start? And I think the biggest thing in entrepreneurship is to collect as much information, as much feedback, and to start really aligning yourself with people that have been down a similar road or that have launched a similar business. So this rule also applies to this practice. Ask three before asking or trying to find it out all alone on yourself. So we start an entrepreneurship. I think, again, 
try to find three people that are in your circle or that the circle, it's a circle that you want to be in and ask them, how did you find your first manufacturer? Or, hey, who helped you write all of your marketing contracts for your agency? Or who was, you know, the person that helped you with your very first year in taxes? Asking these questions and like actual detailed questions instead of just like, can you give me your backstory on how you got started? will allow you to not only get into their network, but also probably be provided a super valuable contact that will help you with your business. Same thing too, if you're looking to expand your career, you're looking to get promoted, or you want to move into a different career, the biggest thing that I look for, and I feel like a lot of other entrepreneurs that are way, 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 way more successful than me and you know things like that, always kind of look for resourcefulness. It's the number one thing that I feel like is such a benefit to the company is when you see a team member that goes out of their way to explore or investigate a task if they're confused or they want more clarity on it. For example, you want to learn how to do something on social media or you want to learn, you know, the newest update on Instagram. Instead of going and asking your superior about this or how you do it, maybe you Google it and look up a few videos. It's kind of a very specific example, but it can apply to anything, right? If you don't know how to do something, Google it. You don't, if you want to learn something new, Google it. If you are having trouble with a task and maybe, you know, someone is in a similar position to you at your job, ask the team member, right? Like be resourceful, go out of your way, look at all the facts and details. Because when we, when entrepreneurs and maybe owners of the company see this resourcefulness, it shows that you're taking the initiative to problem solve and to figure out the solution. That to me overall establishes the biggest level of trust within my company and within my team members for me. Shows me that number one, they're proactive. Number two, they're resourceful. Number three, they care enough about the problem or about finding the solution that I can trust them with my business. I can trust them with my company. So this is kind of a twofold tip, but always be resourceful, always use Google. Okay, so one of the other tips that I wanna share with you, and I feel like I've answered this question quite a bit, is how to ask someone for their advice or how to approach someone that you really admire or maybe it's another business owner or someone that you want to mentor you, how do you approach them in a light that doesn't feel desperate and also isn't a big waste of their time? Because we never want to waste their time. This is a huge, huge, important piece of value because number one, especially as an entrepreneur, you're going to want to expand your network. You're going to want to befriend other entrepreneurs or people within your industry so that you can learn more, so that you can have you know, a wide variety of people that you know to do business with or to learn from or to you know, expand or collaborate with. This is also super important for those of you that aren't entrepreneurs, but are there, that are also looking to expand your career or move up the ladder or maybe find a new job or talk to someone about a new job or how you should go about your career path. So the biggest thing here is again, you always want to offer some sort of value back to them. Asking someone and taking them out to coffee is not valuable. When I think about time, I think about it being the most 
priceless thing on this planet. I can never get my time back. I can never have enough time. I always tell Spencer all the time, I'm like, I wish I could clone myself. Like if I could clone myself, I could get so much more shit done. I could be so much more successful. Or if I had more time in the day, I could be able to do this more at a higher level of capacity or productivity. But again, one of the things that we can never get back is time. So asking someone to go to coffee with you is not a good value of of their time. I'm sure some people will say yes. I'm sure some people maybe have different opinions than, than me than on that. But for me, asking me to go to coffee does nothing for me. If anything, it's asking me to even do a favor to take time out of my day where I could be making that business back, or I could be on a call with someone really important, or I could be doing sales for the agency. I could be talking to buyers from Get Super. Like I could be, you know, building out marketing plans for Mela. So that, that there, I don't feel like is a good incentive for other people's time. What I typically always say is that you should find some sort of incentive or value for them to come back and be like, oh, this actually is really cool. And I really appreciate them being aware of my time and being aware of like what I do for a living or, you know, what's important to me. So my best networking tool, and I know this isn't for everyone, but my best networking tool is some form of marketing, whether it's cross-marketing, whether it's bringing them on the podcast, whether it's asking them to do a live with me or offering them up some form of marketing content. The reason why is because, and I feel like we've shared this, I shared this on the episode with Scout. Number one, no one really likes to say no to podcasting because it's a great, great way to expand your message, tell who you are, share your story. And people typically like always want to be on a podcast. Like they always kind of want to talk and market themselves, right? Second, doing like some sort of IG collaboration and, or, you know, maybe you're a creator, maybe you want to try to do business with someone and you offer them some sort of free content or campaign. There's also that approach as well. Whatever it is, find your incentive, make it worth their while. Okay. So some of you probably like, okay, Whitney, I work in sales. You know, I want to talk to this one person or I want to get a better job. I don't really have anything to offer them. Okay. So on this approach, basically the best way that I can give this to you straight is if you have no incentive, if you have no value, make it worth their time. So the best way to approach someone is being point blank and straight up. Don't dilly dally. Don't say I have something I want to talk to you about. Don't say I have a business idea. Be point blank. Hey, so-and-so, I see that you're really good at X, Y, and Z, or I admire that you do X, Y, and Z. I would love if you could carve out some time to talk to me because I want to talk to you about X, Y, and Z and see if you can help. I realize that your time is of the essence. Maybe you send them a nice Starbucks card. Maybe you send them a nice thank you card. Maybe you do something along the lines of giving something back toward them. Maybe, you know, if it is a business idea, I promise I'll make it worth your while. Obviously, if you're approaching people for sales or investing or things like that, you can twist it that way. But always try to bring it back to like being point blank if you have nothing kind of to offer them. Hey, I want to talk to you. And here's why I see that you're good at this. I want to be able to have a little bit of your time. And this is why I think it's going to be a good value of your time, because I know that you're going to be able to offer me and help me and grow me. 
in this approach, again, you are being direct. You are not being desperate. You're basically telling them what you want to talk to them about. You're also kind of stroking their, your, their ego in a sense being like, I know you're really, really good at this. I know that you can help me with this. Like kind of getting them excited. You're giving them a little bit of flattery. And then you're ending it with like this formality of being like, I know this is going to be worth your time. Whether A, it just makes them feel good to help you or B, it's going to come back to them in the long run. So those are kind of my two approaches. And obviously, again, it is a little bit easier if you have something a little bit incentive wise to give back to them. But if you don't be point blank, be direct, because ultimately I feel like what I've seen is I have a lot of women that I get DMs about that are like, Hey, I want to talk to you about potential business idea, or Hey, I want to take you out to coffee to talk about a, um, you know, something that is happening in my job, or I want to get into marketing and I really want to know how you did it. Those are really, really hard conversations to have because there's really no direction and there's no surefire answer for me. Kind of feels like it's like, well, you're going to tell me your life story. And then, you know, you're kind of asking me, you know, I, I, I'm going into this with a vague idea of what we're going to be talking about, essentially. Like, I'm not going to be able to bring to the table, like, all these details. And if you're asking, like, how I started in my life story, the other thing, too, is, like, listen to a podcast. Like, I would hope that everyone listening here isn't going to ask their favorite entrepreneur, ask their favorite creator, or ask their favorite coach or motivational speaker or author how they did this. Like, I hope that, like, you would approach that meeting, having a little bit of background on the person, being able to know what they're about, and being able to sit down with them when you get that face time with them and go directly into what you want to talk to them about. Right, Riley? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know this is kind of a unique solo, but we're here. We're being real. We're being authentic. Rowdy needs so much love. Okay, lay down. This is definitely one of my one of my more casual solo episodes, but I think it's good, right? We're having a good time. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. <laughs> Get super, and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. 
my next tip is that this is a big one. And it's one that we all have to really think about. I'm going to share a little bit of my story and kind of align and give you some context to why this next tip is so important. When I was 21, 22, I was in a very unique part of my life. I had just started the agency and I was having a falling out with a best friend. I was dating someone that really enjoyed partying and having a very specific lifestyle. I really enjoyed partying and really just being as social as I can. I mean, you can't blame me. I was, I mean, I guess you can, but whatever. I was 22. I was 21, 22. I was super young. But this part and this tip is so important because it set up the trajectory of my entire life and how it is right now. I was surrounding myself with people that did not necessarily care what was best for me. I was surrounding myself with people that didn't really have my best interest at heart. It was more like Whitney was a great time. She loved to drink. She loved to go out and party. She loved to go to bars. She was always down. Like she was always, I was just this kind of ghost of who I am. And I utilized a lot of my youth and I kind of surrounded myself with a lot of these people because it just seemed like it was so fun. It seemed like it was full of energy. And we always were doing something. It always involved alcohol. It always involved going somewhere to a bar, to a concert, to downtown, whatever it was. Like there was all this life to it. And don't get me wrong. I think it was really fun. And obviously, like, I think there's a portion of your 20s that you get to enjoy. Now I sit at home and drink martinis as an adult. It's fabulous. But one of the things I started realizing was that when I was that age and then I moved into starting my agency, I felt like no one really cared what I was doing. If I went out, you know, we used to do like Sunday fun days, which my God, I don't know how I did any of that. And like, I remember like getting so much anxiety because I had work the next day on Monday. And I remember like telling them like, I got to go home. I, I like, I need to get ready for my week. And like, everyone was like, no, like stay here. Like keep drinking. Like we're having so much fun. And I would be like, oh my God. Okay. Like, sure. And I used to think that these people were like my friends. Like I used to think these people were like my best friends and like we were bonded because like we were like weekend warriors and like we love to go drink. And it was really heartbreaking because I started realizing my performance was like really shitty. I was like not taking enough time for myself. I wasn't allowing myself to like get work done or have like a weekend where like I felt like calm and relaxed, rejuvenated. Like it just felt off. And I also started getting kind of like backlash. Like you can like sleep when you're dead. People, you know, were like works, like works work. Like it, it, it was never like no one celebrated the fact that like I wanted to have my own agency and no one really felt like they took me seriously. And again, granted, we were all young. But like, I, again, thought these people were my friends. I thought they really, truly cared about me. And 
as I was going through that period, I was also doing the podcast. And I remember I was listening to all these amazing people and all these people that were so inspired by business and took themselves so seriously and really had a vision for their life. And when I was kind of walking to this time, I felt like all these people that I were, that I was interviewing and all these people I really actually wanted to be friends with were nothing like my friend group. They were nothing like the people I spent my weekend with. They didn't do the same things. They didn't act the same way. They didn't hold the same standards for their life. But it shifted something inside of me where I felt like they're not my best friends because at the end of the day, I feel pressured to drink more. I feel pressured to stay out and to, you know, not be my best self Monday morning. And they don't really ask about my business and they don't really seem to care about what I'm doing. And really what it kind of feels like is they just really want to have a good time, which there's nothing wrong to having a good time. I'm all a big fan of good time. Rowdy's a big, big fan of having a good time. Huh. He laid down. So I started like slowly kind of putting all this together and having like all these realizations. And I started realizing that the people that I wanted to be like and the people that I admired most weren't spending their lives doing these things. So I went through a really big process of eliminating myself from the equation and from really kind of trying to figure out who my true friends are. And I spent a couple years doing that. And I also spent some time evaluating what I wanted my friendships to look like and who I wanted to be spending my time with. So like I said, through this process, I was had a pretty gnarly friend breakup, broke my heart. I was pretty devastated. And then I also ended my relationship at the time. And I was single. And I had an agency. And I remember I had the grand opening party of Ecus Marketing when we got our first office. And I was so nervous because I felt like I had no friends that were going to be coming. And I was kind of heartbroken and kind of felt like I had fucked everything up and I had left everything. Like, you know, I had let go of all these friends that I spent my weekend with. I had ended my relationship. I didn't have, you know, this kind of best friend that I was like, you know, having a really hard time with. But while that was happening, I met my best friend, Molly. And Molly actually came and started working with me for a little bit. And she has been my best friend since that time, since I was, I mean, 22. I've known her for a lot longer, but we became really good friends because we, she also had a job and she had this really insane escrow job and she was managing all these people. And I remember we started hanging out and she was around these elite entrepreneurs in the real estate space. And these weren't just real estate agents. These were multi-million dollar earners in the San Diego real estate market. And we started hanging around them. I know Molly always held herself in this really 
high way. Like she had confidence. She had like a really deep grounded confidence, like in herself and a really deep trust in herself. And she loved, obviously we loved to go out because we were young, but like, she also had responsibilities. Like she had to show up at work. She had, you know, sales quotas to meet. She had to manage a team and be in charge of all these people. And so we kind of bonded because I was so like newly into my business and she had been a part and around of like a really high, like high end career job. And we really bonded. And then after that, I started to also find myself going out to dinner and meeting and taking some time to invest in these people that I really admired. I would bring people on the podcast and then want to become their friend and keep in touch with them. I would start to build friendships with people that also shared, you know, a same understanding with me. One of my best friends to date is Jessica Wendell. We had her on the podcast and she was working at Perfect Bar at the time. And same thing. She had a very high level position at Perfect Bar doing their PR and marketing. And she was the same way. She just held herself in this light. And she really expected a lot out of her life. And that was also something too that I admired so deeply about Jess was that she wanted so much of what this life had to offer. And she wasn't going to tolerate anything less. And from that, this whole point, this whole, this whole last tip, I know I'm like on a tangent, but I had to give context is that one of the biggest, best tips that I can give you guys right now is who you surround yourself with and who you choose to be a part of your life. I talked earlier about time and how it's the most priceless asset in the universe. And I think about that time when I was young and I felt like I wanted best friends so badly and I wanted to be a part of something so badly, but that it just wasn't clicking and it wasn't aligning and they didn't have the same vision for life or the same lifestyle that I wanted. And then I think about these friends and these people that came into my life after I made that shift and how invaluable these people are and how much they've grown me as a person, but also helped to grow my own business and just made my life all around better. It really is one of the best things that you could ever do. And I'm talking to you in the audience, that girl that listens to my podcast and that guy that listens to my podcast that you know is evaluating where they want to be in life and evaluating what they want their next career choice to be or if they want to start their own business or they want to be a creator or you know god if they want to be a, a mom or they want to make an impact by starting a nonprofit whoever you are the biggest thing you can do is to look at who surrounds you and get very clear on it if you need to make a change make a change if you want to be surrounded by a group of people that inspire you, you want to feel like every time you walk into a room, you are the dumbest person in the room because you're, you are surrounding yourself with people that are so brilliant. Make that change because ultimately you are being led to make that change. You are being led to evaluate your life. You're being led to be aware of who you surround yourself with. And for me, 
I was able to acknowledge that these people were not people that were going to grow my career. They were not people that truly cared about me. They were not people that to this day check in on me. I think there are two people from that group that still have conversations with me, ask me how I'm truly doing, care about my life, care about my business. But outside of that, not one of those people really gave a shit about what I, where I wanted to go in my life. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm not for them. They're not for me. It's totally cool. But what was for me was making that move and realizing that those people that I wanted to be friends with, I got to be friends with. Those people that I wanted to have in my life to better my life, to better my business, to better everything, I got to have that. And you do too. So look at who's in your life. How can you how can you sit and evaluate what you're needing out of your relationships, where you want to be? Meaning like, do you want to be, be friends with people that share the same interests? Do you want to be surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, that motivate you, that encourage you, that challenge you? What, like, look at what you want and allow yourself to expand. Allow yourself to surround yourself with people that fill you up and that really serve your life in a whole new light. And I think that's also something too that I've learned. And I feel like everyone talks about like your 20s kind of being in that point in your life where you really evaluate your relationships. And some people don't, and that's okay. But you have the choice. We have the choice to make a change and say that I want to be in the room with these people. I'm deciding if I should continue in this podcast, but I feel like I have another podcast that I want to do on a similar topic. So I'm going to wrap this. I know this, like I said, this solo episode was super unconventional and you really hung on tight through the whole thing. I know there were some pauses, some shifts, but my three biggest tips in really just learning how to navigate your life in your 20s in your career, and maybe thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, be resourceful. Ask for favors, but make sure they're valuable and incentivized. Surround yourself with the right people and really evaluate where you're spending your time with these people. You guys, what a day. What a day. What a podcast. I feel like I was rambling a little bit, but you guys made it. We made it. And now I get to go give Rowdy and Berkeley some love. Enjoy the rest of my martini and tell you guys all that I love you so much. And thanks for going under the influence with me.